Hello, 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 and welcome to Zippity Doo Disney, the podcast where we help you make the most of your Disney vacation using tips from experienced people just like you. So sit tight and let's get started. Hello, 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 and welcome to episode seven of Zippity Doo Disney. I'm your host, Eric Frenchman, and this episode is titled Having a Blast at Disney's Hollywood Studios, Part 1. Originally, I was going to work on Part 2 of our Epcot podcast, but given all the news around Disney's Galaxy's Edge and my upcoming trip to Disney World in September, I thought it would be a better idea to postpone Epcot Part 2 and dive into Disney's Hollywood Studios. So, sit back, thanks for listening, and let's go on that ride. All right, much like our Epcot podcast from episode 6, did you listen to it? We're going to take a look at Disney Hollywood Studios from a, first of all, from all the changes that are coming. And I'm not here to tell you that in June 2019, I know everything that's getting done. But we're going to talk about some of the big changes that are obviously going to impact how you visit the park. I'm going to talk about the layout. I'm also going to talk about fast passes. I'd really love to talk about food. And I'd really love to talk about shops. But I'm going to save that for part two. There's just so much to get into right now that I can't even get into a food review. But I did have a blast doing that one a couple episodes back for the Magic Kingdom. And I'm definitely going to do one again because I think it's a lot of fun and I love eating. So before we jump into the biggest changes to Hollywood Studios, I'm going to set the record straight on one thing. I get asked all the time, Eric, what's your favorite park? It pretty much fluctuates. Eh. I got to tell you right now, it's Hollywood Studios. You know what it was like five, six years ago? It was Hollywood Studios. There was a little lull a couple of years back where it was getting a little sparse. Um, back in the day when my kids were a lot littler, you know, you had Toy Story Mania that kind of opened. You also had the Tower of Terror, Rock and Roller, Rock and Roller Coaster, Aerosmith. And you had the Great Movie Ride and you had some other really cool things and stunt shows. That sort of all changed as they started getting prepared for the new changes. So what are they? Well, the biggest change, and I mean the biggest change anywhere in any Disney park, is Galaxy's Edge, i.e. Star Wars Land. It's huge. We're going to talk about it a little later. I haven't obviously haven't visited yet. It's only open at Disneyland at this at this point. Um, the um, it opens to the to Disney hotel guests. There is a preview for annual pass holders. And I'm hoping as a platinum annual pass holder, I get an invite early. But the park officially opens, actually Galaxy's Edge officially opens August 29th. So what's happening? Well, you're going to get two major rides. You get, you get the Millennium Falcon ride. You get the Rise of the Resistance later on in the year. There's going to be new shops. There could be new, a couple new places to eat. There's going to be some bars. It's going to be awesome. Beyond that, coming in 2020 is Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Train at the site of the old great movie ride. It really is an awesome park. Now, there are a few ways to get to Hollywood Studios. 
And your favorite one's going to be the new gondola ride system. So it's going to run from a few hotels in Epscot. It's going to be way up inside a Skyliner. It's going to be up in the sky. And you're going to want to ride it. Even if you're not staying at one of those hotels, you're going to want to figure out a way to get on this thing. I'm excited. I think you should be excited. It's retro. It looks very cool. Other than that, of course, you have the bus system. And you can have, you know, obviously, you could take a cab or a lift. Cab or a lift is not a bad option. I mean, obviously, it costs you some cash, but you get let off pretty close to the front of the park. Uh, so that's that's always been a good option. And then there's also the boat system. You could grab a boat from Epcot. Um, you could also get it from Boardwalk. And you could also get it from the Yacht Club, the Yacht and Beach Club dock right there and also swan and dolphin so you could take a boat system all the way from epcot all the way to hollywood studios i've done that many times it's a great way it's a it's a nice little trip it's slow moving it's 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 pretty good the other way you could do it is walk yes i did say walk the walk from epcot is a bit of a hike so i don't recommend it and if it's 95 degrees you don't want anything to do with that but if you're at Boardwalk or you're at Yacht and Beach Club, it's actually like a 15-minute walk. Depends on how fast you are. It's kind of pleasant. And I've actually done that many times. Even if I'm not staying at one of those hotels, I take a boat and I walk. It's pretty good. Okay, let's talk layout of Hollywood Studios. I'm going to post a map on my website, zippity-doo.disney.com. But in general... When you come in the entrance, the way to, I think the best way to describe the layout of Hollywood Studios is the Whirlpool Galaxy. Do you remember what that looks like? So it's going to have a big bulge in the center where there's a lot of attractions, and then it's going to have like little arms that are going to shoot out. And so think about that as you first come in on one arm in your entrance, you're going to stroll down Hollywood Boulevard, and straight ahead, straight ahead of you is going to be the center stage with the Chinese Theater in the back. This is where Mickey used to have his giant wizard, the giant wizard hat for Mickey used to be on display there. They took that away a long time ago. But the Chinese theater is going to host Mickey and Minnie's runaway train. So as you walk down Hollywood Boulevard, you're going to see some shops in your left and your right hand side. And the first street is going to be in your left. And you're going to see if you walk down there, you're going to see a couple of restaurants. One's going to be Hollywood and Vine, which is a buffet uh, meal with Disney characters, usually Disney Junior characters, 50s Primetime Cafe. And I know there's a lot of people that love 50s Primetime Cafe. Um, I'm okay with it, but I'll, I'll talk about that later. It's a decent spot. And then back around leads you to the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular. However, the odds are you're not going to go down that street at opening you're probably going to do one of three things, especially if you're there with a rope drop. You're either going to head towards Galaxy's Edge, you're going to either, or you're going to head towards Toy Story Land, or you're going to do the classic rocket roller coaster Tower Terror route. Back in the day of the rope drop, I remember half the people would go towards Toy Story Mania, the other half would go towards Rock and Roller Coaster. Nine out of ten times, I went towards Rock and Roller Coaster. So let's swing back around, back to the center. And as you're walking down, you're going to spot another road on your right. That's going to be the Rock and Roll Roller Coaster Tower Terror route. And it's also at the bottom, at the end of that is going to be Lightning McQueen's Academy, which is new for me 
probably new for a lot of you. You're also going to have the Beauty and the Beast stage, and this is also where uh, Fantasmic's um, house in the back. The nighttime fireworks, dance, boat show spectacular. How's that? All right, swinging back towards the center. You're going to be at the center stage. This is where there's going to be some various shows, usually Star Wars shows, and also March of the Resistance. I think that's what it's called. I have to look that up. You're also this is usually also a good spot for character pictures and character signings. They'll be they'll be lined up here in the center. If you swing over towards the right, that's going to be the animation courtyard. That's geared mostly towards little kids. However, there is Star Wars Launch Bay back there. But inside the animation courtyard, it's going to be Disney's Junior Theater. Woohoo! And also the Voyage of the Little Mermaid show. Woohoo! Staying back along the path, you're going to swing by Walt Disney's Walt Disney Gallery and Museum. Believe it or not, it's really cool inside. It's got a lot of Disney World artifacts. It's got a movie. I, I like to see it. It's not something I would see every time I would go to Hollywood Studios visit. But if you're looking to fill some time, I really highly recommend it. Finally past that will be the entrance to Toy Story Land. Swinging past Toy Story Land in 2019. I think it's going through the end of the fall. They're going to have an Incredibles celebration that it, that is set up down there. I haven't seen it yet. I will be able to see it in September. I'll let you know what I think. But it'll be gone anyway, but I'll give you a review. Coming back around is going to be the Commissary Lane. And that's another good place to meet Mickey and Minnie. There's a sci-fi diner. Great pit, great place for lunch if you can get a reservation. ABC Commissary, which is also quick service. You're also going to find, this is I think this is where the entrances are going to be to Galaxy's Edge. Again, in September, I'll know for sure. One of my friends actually uh, texted me and said that I should do a video broadcast as I'm going through Galaxy's Edge. So I'm, I might try and figure that out. So swinging back uh, around on your left, you're going to have the what's really considered the old Star Wars area where Star Tours is and Jedi training, which is great for little kids if you can get them signed up. It's a lot of fun. That's not something for adults. Um, it's for the kids. So if you can get your kids signed up, it's a good time for your adults. But that's not something you're hanging out and watching. Um, it's cute. It's a little Jedi training. You get to fight Darth Vader. Uh, it always looked a little fun. But I was always a little too old, and so were my kids. Still going around towards your right, you're going to find the Muppets area. Yes, I did say Muppets. There's a beer tap house. woo And Mama Melrose for Italian food. Swing them back around. You'll eventually come back up behind the Indiana Jones epic stunt spectacular. And that's the general layout for Hollywood Studios. Grab a map. It's going to be your easiest method. And just think about it as like a Whirlpool galaxy. It has different arms, which are, or spokes. Some people would probably go with a spoke system, but the spoke system's really more geared for Magic Kingdom, I believe. This is more like there's little arms shooting out. So I really think it, I, I think it's best described as a Whirlpool galaxy. So that's your layout. Woo! That was a lot. Is your head spinning? Because mine is. And I wasn't even trying to keep up with myself. Let's talk about 
rides and fast passes and how I'm going to handle Galaxy's Edge for September. Keep in mind that I think Hollywood Studios will be by far the most exciting park to visit for years to come. And it's going to be super crowded, I think, for years to come. Before we go into a little more of the details on how to plan Hollywood Studios or how I'm planning Hollywood Studios, first let's talk about Galaxy's Edge, Star Wars Land. Between September 1st and November 2nd, there will be no Fast Pass reservations. But there will be a three-hour extra magic. Okay, so what does that mean? That means if you're a Disney hotel guest, you get to go to Hollywood Studios three hours before the rest of the before everybody else gets to go. So between 6 a.m. and 9 a.m., you get to go into Hollywood Studios. That's a big advantage. And guess what? If you want to go see Galaxy's Edge, you have to stay at a Disney hotel. Otherwise, you're looking at long, long, long waits in line. And I know Disney hotels could be kind of expensive. So if you're looking for someplace cheap to stay because you want to go to Galaxy's Edge, you want to take advantage of a three-hour window, try booking at one of the value hotels. I know you, you want to go deluxe. Who doesn't know a Grand Floridian? Yeah, yeah. Woo. Moderate hotels are pretty nice. Sometimes you can get some deals. It's been a long, long time, and I don't think you can get this kind of deal anymore. But when we first started going to Disney over 10 years ago, we actually were getting the Wilderness Lodge at 105 at night, which was dumb. You can't get that anymore, but look around. You can find some deals. The campgrounds, if you have a camper, those are actually pretty nice too. So you could definitely try and be a little bit more economical. You you don't always have to stay at the you don't have to stay at the deluxe hotels to get the three hour bookie window. It's available for everybody. And to keep in mind that extra magic hours are available during the day and evening. You have to check they they vary by they vary by day of the week. So you have to check the Disney calendar. But anyway, for Hollywood Studios in the fall, you're going to get that extra three hours in the morning. Now, we, before we start getting into the tiers, there's one other thing you need to keep in mind. Yeah, this three-hour window sounds awesome, but Disneyland did change how they were handling Galaxy's Edge, and they instituted a virtual line, sort of giving you a window of when your rides are available. So keep that in mind. Things could change, especially after the park opens at the end of August and they see how they're doing with the crowds. The good news is, like, I'm hoping that the third week in September, it's not so bad because kids are in school. Anyway, the other thing that they've changed is they changed the tier system for making fast passes. So tier one is now, well, sorry, August 29th. It will now be Slinky Dog Alien Saucers, Toy Story Mania, Tower Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster are going to be your Tier 1 rides. Tier 2, Star Wars, Star Tours, I mean, Little Mermaid, Disney Junior Dance, Fre um, Frozen Forever Sing Along, Indiana Jones, Muppet 3D, Fantastic, and Beauty and the Beast. I, of course, don't really like this change to tiering system. It is obviously due to Galaxy's Edge because now, in order to visit Hollywood Studios, and a lot of people say, well, go when it's not so crowded. Guess what? It's never going to be empty anymore. It's always going to have some crowd. So that 
means now if you don't want to wait in line, you got to devote two to three days of your fast passes at Hollywood Studios, or you have to wake up early to get there at a rope drop. But anyway, here's how I'm planning attacking Hollywood Studios in the fall. Day one, Galaxy's Edge, early morning. I'm going to try and get there as close to 6 a.m. as I can. I'm going to try and make my fast pass reservation starting around noon, maybe 1 p.m. I have no idea how long it's going to take to get through Galaxy's Edge, how long the lines are going to be. But out of those tier one rides, I'm going to choose in from, from this order, Slinky Dog Dash, Toy Story Mania, Tower of Terror, Rockwell Roller Coaster, Alien Saucers. In fact, I don't really want to make a tier one reservation for Alien Saucers because you only get to pick one of them to start your day. Going over a quick review of those rides so you know what they are. Slinky Dog is in Toy Story Mania. It's their newest coaster. If you love Toy Story, it's awesome. I loved it. It's not a thrill roller coaster, but you're going to have a blast. Tower of Terror, probably one of my favorite all-time rides. You're going into an abandoned hotel. The whole setup is awesome. The wait is awesome. The, you know, the queue is well done. The, the ride is a blast. You get in an elevator. It drops you. It bounces you up and down. It always changes. It's a lot of fun. Rock and Roller Coaster is a thrill ride. It's a roller coaster that blasts you out at 60 miles an hour. You go right into a loop. Later on, it's a core screw, all with Aerosmith, Aerosmith blasting in your ears. Rockwood Roller Coaster is probably more for your adventurous children and adults. Tower of Terror, you know what? I've seen little kids go on it, very little kids. I wouldn't take, like, babies on or anything. That's ridiculous. But, um, you know, you could get some, you know, 9, 10-year-old kids on that ride if they're adventurous. Uh, Toy Story Mania Slinky Dog is really a good introductory coaster. If you think back to the Magic Kingdom, it's way better than the Great Goofini. It's also uh, better, a little more thrilling than Seven Dwarfs Mine Ride, but I do like it. But So I highly recommend Slinky Dog. Next up is Toy Story Mania. It's a 3D arcade shooting game where you sit in the car it's a blast. We always have fun doing it. It's always one of the highlights of a ride. And Alien Saucers, which is also one of the newer rides, it's over in Toy Story Mania. It's basically like a large teacup ride with aliens. I do not recommend getting a Tier 1 Fast Pass for this at all. My daughter and I waited online. We thought it was a 35-minute wait. It jumped up to a 45-minute. I mean, if you like teacups, this is teacups on steroids. It's better, but it's not worth a tier one ride. So my plan is to grab one of those, again, in order from Slinky Dog, Toy Story Mania, Tower Terror, Rockwell Roller Coaster. Do not waste your time if you can help it with Alien Saucers. And then here becomes the reason why I don't like the new tiering system for Fast Passes. So you can only pick one of those tier one rides to start. And then you get to pick one of these two, two of these rides out of the tier two level. That order is, for me is Star Tours, Indiana Jones, Muppet 3D. I, I can't believe I'm saying it. Beauty and the Beast, Voyage of the Little Mermaid, Frozen, Sing Along, Disney Junior, Fantasmic. And the only reason why Fantasmic isn't higher up on the list is because that's towards the end of the day. And if you were able to get through your fast passes, you could then start making 
another fast pass one at a time. So if you book that fantastic um, fast pass, you're not gonna be able. To, I don't think you're gonna be able to get another ride. So it's low down the list, though. Fantastic is better, obviously, than for me. Frozen Sing Along, and Voyage of the Little Mermaid, and Disney Junior. So quickly, let's talk about those. All right, let's do a quick little review of those rides, of those tier two rides at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Star Tours. It's a virtual reality Star Wars ride. It's got an awesome queue. It really is an awesome queue if you love Star Wars. You got randomly selected virtual rides with various Star Wars characters from any era of Star Wars. To me, this is my I love eating hot food ride. What do I mean by that? If you go out to dinner with me, you go to take me to a a restaurant like Cajun or Chinese that features a lot of hot foods. I love getting them. I'm one of those guys that sweats. What is that? That hormone that's in the peppers. It always makes me sweat. My mouth burns, but I can't stop eating it. And that to me is Star Tours. I love the ride, but it always gets me a little queasy. I could go on Mission Space. No problem. Tower Terror. I could eat a big meal and go on that. No problem. But if you get me on Star Tours, I am green for a few minutes. I have no idea why. It also happens to be on the teacups, just for the record. So to me, it's my hot food ride. I know I'm going to sweat. I know I'm going to have a queasy stomach, but I always go on it. Next up, the Indiana Jones epic stunt spectacular. It's a cute show. It's kind of like a behind the scenes of how the stunt, stunt men, stunt women work. What it, and they use Raiders of the Lost Ark. It to me, it's I always I've seen it many times. I've also been an extra about five times. So I love the Indiana Jones show, and I keep going back to it. I can't get enough of it, especially because it's Raiders of the Lost Ark, Indiana Jones. Muppets 3D is what you think it is. It's a 3D movie starring the Muppets. Then you got Voyage of the Little Mermaid. Really, this ride's for little kids. Um, I haven't seen it in years. I think the last time I saw it, it was hot outside. I needed someplace to sit in the air conditioning. You get what happened probably later on. I think I probably took a nap. But if you got little kids, it's a, it's a nice show, and it gives you all the highlights of The Little Mermaid. If you have to wake up early for Galaxy's Edge and you're looking to take a nap, Later on and use up a fast pass. Or if you have little kids, I highly recommend that ride. Fantastic is a really school, really school, really cool fireworks, water parade, light show that happens at night. I've always enjoyed it. I usually do like a dinner package with it. Um, again, uh, it's hard for me to tell you to use a fast pass on it because it's it's a later show and you won't be able to use your fast passes to make another fast pass. But if you don't care about that, um, it's a great show, and I think you can use a fast pass. You'll get better seeing seating. Beauty and the Beast. It's a it's a like a mini Broadway play. Obviously, way 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 off Broadway, um, but I like it. It goes through all the highlights of the of the movie. You know it. You know the songs. They have great sets. They have great dancers. It's a lot of fun. I recommend that one. I don't mind using a fast pass on that at all. You don't really need to, but if you got to burn them because of the new system, I would I would definitely use Beauty and the Beast. Frozen Sing Along, 
I haven't done it. I can't tell you much about it. Thankfully, my kids were old enough that they really missed out on the Frozen bug. So I don't have to worry about that. Disney Junior, you get the idea. It stars Disney Junior characters. My kids did this. They don't even remember. I think my son must have been five or maybe four. And my daughter was two. Um, but if you have little kids, I definitely do that. It's singing, dancing characters. You get the idea. So what am I going to do? I'm grabbing one of those tier one rides that I talked about. And then I got to grab two tier two rides. My best bet is going to be Star Tours of Beauty and the Beast. Maybe or maybe a combination of Muppets and Indiana Jones. So if I had to and I don't have young kids, which I don't anymore. So it so I would do a combination of Star Tours of Beauty and the Beast or Muppets and Indiana Jones. If you have little kids, feel free to sp sprinkle in, you know, Frozen and Disney Junior and Voyage of the Little Mermaid. So now that we've gone through all the rides and how to book your fast passes and how the fast pass system's working in Disney, here's how I'm doing day one. I'm waking up early. I may not even go to bed the night before, and I'm going to get to Galaxy's Edge. I'm going to make my fast passes for late morning, early afternoon. Odds are, I'm hoping it'll be... Um, Slinky Dog or Toy Story Mania. Um, and then after I go through the Fast Passes, I'm probably going to head back to the pool at my hotel. Might have to take a nap. You get the idea. And then I'll start banging the app looking for Fast Passes in other parks, whether park I'm going to be near for dinner. Day two at Hollywood Studios. I'm hoping it's not an early day, but depends on what I want to do. Um, you could do an early day at Hollywood Studios instead of going to Galaxy's Edge. You go into Toy Story Land, or you go in and you do Rock and Roll Roller Coaster and Tower of Terror. It really depends on what Fast Pass you got for day one and which ride you definitely want to get. So if you want to get a Fast Pass for Toy Story, but you don't want to miss out on Tower of Terror, Rock and Roll Roller Coaster, then maybe you're getting up there reasonably early. You're doing the old school Rock and Roll Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror, early morning, and then using your Fast Pass for Toy Story Mania. That's a good idea. You could also flip that around too. You could head to Toy Story Land and then make your fast pass for Rock Roller Roller Coaster or Toy or um sorry Tower of Terror. And then I don't know if I would do a, a day three there, but again I, I don't know if I could convince anybody to wake up early for a day three. But you know what? I might be trying to book it if I could get some fast passes. I'm gonna save my shopping and food reviews for another podcast and i'm also gonna go through what else is there to do at hollywood studios besides all these great rides you have a ton of things i'll go through them at the other at, the, at my next podcast but in summary i think hollywood studios has always been probably my favorite park it had some ups and downs not many downs the downs were recent as they were preparing to switch over but now with toy story land Star Wars slash Galaxy's Edge and the Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Train, the whole Hollywood theme, the places to eat and drink and shop. It might be super crowded and it might be super crowded for a few years, but I think it's worth it. Spend the extra couple days at Hollywood Studios. You're not going to regret it. And that's it. Thanks for listening to episode seven of Zippity Doo Dot Disney. Thanks for coming on this ride. I'll be back with episode eight. It's either going to be a continuation of Hollywood Studios or I'm going back to Epcot. So again, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon.